the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. We have a brand new series on 11 to 1 focusing on your pet starting today. It's called Vets and Their Pets in association with Highfield Veterinary Commons Road in Navan and they cater to all your pet and farm animal needs. And for the next few weeks we're going to be covering a number of topics concerning the family pet or the farm animals. Now this week we're taking a look at herd health and how for farmers prevention is better than cure when it comes to protecting your animals from a range of infections and diseases. Joining me now to discuss this is one of our expert vets at Highfield Veterinary Clinic in Navin. Hazel Mullins is on the line. How are you doing, Hazel? I'm great, Sinead. How are you? I'm good. And listen, delighted to be partnering up with Highfield Veterinary. Before we get oh, into our topic today, tell us a little bit more about the group, because I know that you've quite quite a few clinics around the country, not just in Navin. Yes. Um, so last week we um, acquired a practice um, the Navin Veterinary Clinic. So now we, we, we are the new owners of that clinic and uh, the Highfield Veterinary Group have about seven practices um, all around, well, they're all in Leinster. Um, mostly we have a, a pocket of them in Kildare. There's one in Eden Dairy as well. And now we're, we're moving north up to um, Navin now. So we're delighted to be on board and it's great to be um, representing this part of the country. You've got big plans there for the future for the Navin Clinic, Hazel. Yes, it's very exciting. So all the, the staff that are already there are remaining and we're going to add staff to the practice. And also we have a new premises, which we've applied for planning permission at the moment. So all going well, we'll have a new state-of-the-art um, hospital there um, in, in Navin, just around the corner from the old practice in the Commons Road. And uh, yeah, we'll be going, actually from now on, we're going to be doing appointment only. Um, so the walk-ins, service that used to be there is now gone so it's all appointments so you can just ring us up at any time um in navin to book an appointment with us okay so fantastic changes coming down the line that's absolutely brilliant and you know you guys cater for an awful lot of different animals because we're not just talking about the domestic pet here we're talking about farm animals as well yes yeah so we have a big farm animal team and we've uh so there's actually oh we we started the group started in uh, 2018 and there's over 60 staff now, and there's seven practices, as I said before, and there's 17 vets. So they're a mixture of mixed vets, large animal vets, and also small animal, small animal vets. So we kind of cover all your needs. All your needs under one roof, which is brilliant. And, you know, uh, would there be many unusual animals that you've come across in your time? Like, would you have reptiles or any of that kind of thing catered at the clinic? Oh, there's always the phone calls um, with the with the kind of curious and unusual animals that you get every now and again. But you know, we 
I suppose dogs and cats would be our main main animals, and then we have our small furries like our rabbits, your gerbils, your hamsters, and then you have your reptiles. And then when you go into the small the farm animal side, you have your cows, uh, your sheep, and then you have alpacas, horses, and uh, potbelly pigs. You name it, we can okay. get calls about them. Okay, yeah. because the alpaca thing is a big thing now, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of, um, it's kind of, I used to, um, I went to university in the, in the UK and we actually, a lot of our, you know, we had quite a, a few lectures on alpacas, but I do think they're becoming more and more popular in Ireland. And anytime you go to any of the ag shows, like the ploughing or the Tullamore show, you'll always see um, the alpacas there as well. So they are becoming more popular in Ireland. Yeah, they are. They're fascinating. They really are. Yeah, um, but this week in our Vets and Pets series, we are going to be focusing on herd health. So what do farmers really need to take on board when it comes to looking after a herd? Yeah, so here at Highfield, we really pride ourselves on prevention is better than cure. And we really strive to work with farmers and, you know, treat each farm as an individual. So because no farm is the same. Every farm has different dynamics, different animals different locations all that and it's all about looking at the farm what can be achieved within that farm whether it's you know ventilation with buildings or you know the type of animals that are there grass management all that looking at it as a kind of a big you know as a big picture Mm. and seeing how we can prevent disease occurring on the farm rather than us going out and firefighting disease maybe that was probably more of a traditional farm animal vet type of work whereas now things are changing and farmers don't want to be ringing for those kind of firefighting services anymore they're 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 more into preventing the disease happening um in the first place so yeah. that's what we're here for yeah because you know as mm. you said yeah prevention's better than cure you know you're you're talking mm. about the herd being protected productivity on the farm you know ongoing and and things like that not slowing it down so would the herd need a number of different inoculations against infections and disease or is it kind of you know the way we get like a four in one jab and this kind of thing or how does it work yes so unfortunately there's no one vaccine that treats everything but there's a lot of different vaccines kind of separated into different categories. So there's a lot of, there'd be pneumonia vaccines would be one one big area that we would cover because obviously uh, our system in Ireland is that animals are mostly outside and then they come in for the winter and that change in environment can, can cause infections and to cause pneumonia. So you need to prevent those from happening. So this time of year is actually a really good time to think about pneumonia vaccines and talk to your vet about a programme that before animals go into housing, into the risk period where they can pick up infections, because obviously the air quality in a shed mm-hmm. won't be as good as out in the field. So that's one kind of class of, of um, vaccines. Then you have ones that prevent diseases that cause abortions, like leptospirosis, and actually we can get that as humans as well. It's called a zoonotic disease. Wow. So we need to prevent our animals from getting that. So rats can spread that. So there's a vaccine for cows for leptospirosis. Uh, there's a vaccine then that you can give cows to prevent scour in their calves. So actually the calves get the antibodies through the claustrum, through the milk that they drink. So yeah, vaccines and farm animals is a fascinating field. And there's new vaccines actually be developed, you know, ongoing in the background. And it's a really, really exciting time to be a farm animal vet because there's so much coming down the line and you know that you can prevent a lot of these things happening on your farm working with diagnostics to see what you 
what what diseases are present on the farm, but mm-hmm. also thinking about, like in case of leptospirosis, the rats, wildlife, what, what kind of diseases are wildlife bringing into your farm? Because no matter how good you are at biosecurity, you know, it's very hard to prevent wildlife coming on your farm and spreading disease as well. So it's looking at the risks and then trying to assess them and prevent them. That is really interesting. As you say, God, there's so many there that I wouldn't have had a clue about, yeah. which which is really interesting. And, you know, is this something that the vet needs to come in and actually administer the vaccine? Or can the farmer do this themselves? And is it kind of a once or twice a year thing? Or how does that work? Yeah, so actually farmers can administer vaccines themselves. Um, there is a couple of vaccines that, that may need a bit more care um, that are maybe more oil-based, like one that for sheep, for foot back, um, for foot rot in sheep, okay. that can be a little bit more dangerous if you if you inject it yourself. But in fairness, most farmers we will be very um, clued in on in how to vaccinate their animals, and it's all about reading the reading the talking to your vet, reading the label as well, making sure that you're administering them under the skin or into the muscle and knowing where to put the, the vaccine and at what time of the year to do it as well. So there is times of years for certain vaccines. Um, say, for example, the pneumonia vaccines would be kind of now before housing. Mm-hmm. Lepto vaccines traditionally before breeding, maybe in March, April time. But there is time to see when these vaccines are the best you know, to get the best out of them when mm. to give them and how to give them. Yeah, absolutely. And a, ste- a steady mm. hand, Hazel, administrating a those. steady right. hand. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, you guys have a number of herd health plans, which will be really beneficial, I think, for farmers. Can you talk us through these? So, yeah, we, we work with farmers. So you could just ring, ring us up um, in the clinic and we can go out to your farm, have a chat with you, see what diagnostics maybe you've done. A lot of a lot of farmers, you know, dairy farmers might have bulk milk samples from the co-op that they might have or, you know, previous, we talk about previous disease they might have had. Did they have a pneumonia outbreak last year? How are we going to prevent it this year? So looking about history, but also looking at the future, we can preempt um, happening perhaps. And yeah, it's it's just perhaps making a calendar for that farmer talking through risk areas as well like we can go and look at the sheds we can look at you know how their their calf management is all of that so yeah it's a very interesting field to be a part of and you know i i'm a a a full-time farm animal vet and you know every day is different and i love it and um it's always it's always great to sit down and have these chats with the farmers because it's amazing the amount of things that you 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 find out together and you can solve together yeah, and that's what it's about, isn't it? Because, you know, as you mentioned there earlier on, if farmers' work is, is tiring enough, there's a lot going on mm. with them to be thinking about. So to have this plan in place, you know, before, you know, the, the winter time, or as you say, different times of the year, it's going to be so more, uh, much more valuable to them. So what should a farmer do if he notices maybe that one or two in the herd are infected with something? What's the first thing that they should actually do? So the first thing would be to ring the vet, um, to ring your vet, explain what's going on. I think a call out maybe to those particular sick animals, um, you know, would be ideal. You know, try to try to you know get those particular animals better, but also while on farm, perhaps take say now uh, it was an animal with pneumonia. If there's others in the group and they, you know, they uh, are maybe they're not as sick, but they might have a, like a little nasal discharge. You could take a swab, you know, like you know, like a COVID test. Yes. But take a take a, a swab for a cow, and we do the exact same thing putting the swab up the nose and sending sending them off to the lab and seeing is there a virus actually causing that outbreak of disease on the farm or else you could take blood samples 
I think diagnostics are going to be a huge thing now going forward because in January 2022, a lot of regulations will change re-antibiotics. Okay. Um, so we won't we won't be allowed to use as much antibiotics in in animals as we used to, and also there's certain classes that will be restricted. So it really is now is the time to think. Okay, am I going to be? Um, are things going to be as accessible next year to treat these sick animals and how to prevent actually that sickness occurring in the first place? So yeah, diagnostics will will become very normal. On it is very normal at the moment, but it will become even more normal on the farm to to really look into what's causing these sick animals. So Hazel, mm. thank you so much for talking us through all of that great information. If people want to contact you at the moment, the best number probably, but the best way is probably the phone number, isn't that right? Yes, exactly. We have a new website um, in uh, progress at the moment and it should be ready for um, October, the start of October. So you'll be able to check us out on highfield.ie um, then, but no, our number in, in Navan. Um, is the best place to, to catch us at the moment. Perfect. And that's 0469022487. 0469022487. Hazel, for now, thank you so, so much for joining us on the show today and giving us all of that information. Very much looking forward with uh, continuing this series with Highfield Veterinary Clinic. Thank you so much, Sinead. Talk soon. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.